0: 8 months after DOOM 2016. Demons have overrun Earth and have decimated 60% of the human population. The UAC, or Union Aerospace Corporation, has been corrupted. The living, remaining humans have either left Earth or are a part of the recently formed resistance movement, Ark, which are in hiding after almost being wiped out. The Doomslayer returns with a satellite fortress that is controlled by the AI Vega. Vega returns. The fortress is used to locate and wipe out the three Hell priests. They are in service of Khan Maker, who plans to sacrifice humanity. So I know that we are going to be all over the place on this game, so I will try and unify our thoughts with a few general questions. So at the beginning, it's clear that Id was trying to infuse a deeper story into Eternal than with 2016. Was the opening bit of plot intriguing enough to make you want to continue playing the game? Rich.
1: I don't know if intriguing is the right word. Um, Because the opening plot, I would say the driving force behind me continuing to play was, Wait, did I fucking miss something? What the hell is going on? like it just it felt like and i still that first level feels like you've jumped into like the second or third level of a game Yep, and you're not quite sure what's happening and you're trying to like did i miss something in the original doom i don't remember like what the hell is going on here
0: no i think you're right and like morgan had mentioned it um during the 2016 portion But yeah, it really does feel like you're in the middle of a story, and it almost feels as if they did this purposefully because they're going to come out with some DLC that is either a prequel to what's happening, like they're going to have a prequel of that eight months, or they're going to have something that happens subsequently, possibly. It feels like it could be geared up towards that, but who knows? Who knows? You're absolutely I right. I could though. see
1: that happening, but uh, if anything, I think it would happen like as a response to people's kind of like lukewarm reaction on that.
0: That's possibly true. Like how they revamped the Mass Effect three ending a little bit. Yeah, not that egregious. Remember,
1: but... remember when Assassin's Creed just like cut a part out in the middle and sold it to us for twenty dollars? Eight months later, yep. <laughs> they got our stupid asses.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, Josh, no. I saw you, I saw you perking up over there. What you got for
2: me yeah. i I don't know how they're gonna sell us any d l. c for this game at this point, just regardless, but um prequel less so just because like I don't know i mean they've they've not really given that much care to you know. When you have each weapon, because you can go back and through and play all the missions once you do them the first time. Um, Yes. But, like, it's for, like, progression reasons. Like, there'd be no reason for you to find anything through the... um, Any... uh, I don't want more story from this game at this point. Like, like, uh, they gave us so much story. And managed to make me not care about any of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Did the beginning though, did that do anything for you when you first booted up the game?
2: No, I feel like Rich did. Like uh, I like I think I think they forgot to include the first level. Like I'm pretty sure there's a first level somewhere. And it just didn't make it onto the disc. Like what 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 exactly is going on here? Um, it's
0: they just forgot that line of code.
2: Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and that's Yeah,
0: and I don't remember it, the intro.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that actually is a good thing—not not not, <laughs> not remembering it, but but not having a direct link between the two games, because then there's there's no follow-up, like. Yeah. You don't go and get revenge on on uh, on Hayden. You just kind of <sighs> stick him into your ship so he can help you out with computery things. That's like all like you don't. It's
3: yeah, kinda, he becomes the new Vega. Yeah,
1: well, no, because Vega's still there.
3: Yeah, I know, but it's, yeah, it's like it's exactly even well, more it's, offensive.
0: It's it's the opposite. Like at the in the first game, Hayden used you, but in this game. You use Hayden.
3: You know yeah. Shay, you made me like it a lot more right there than I do and ever will. But sure. <laughs> to, to be
1: fair, I do really sure, like but that they scene kinda... where he grabs Hayden, and you even said at the time, Morgan, like that was the most 2016 it ever felt. Yeah. Where it's all these people being like, "You're here to help us," and he's like, "Give me my shit."
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually kind of like right, some of that part. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I about that. And and about that. And what's weird is that level, I think, feels the most like the first level in the game because you storm a facility, you're going right after Hayden, and that's kind of interesting to me. Like, yeah. eight months later, you storm a facility, you rip him out, all these people are around, which, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, okay, that feels like the first level of the game. Like, I did a, a platforming section where I shot under a, a plane a yeah, plane no, that was crashing.
1: I agree with you. That felt out of order. Like, that would have been a more interesting first level to me, even if the right? caveat yeah. is just, okay, in the eight months um, that have passed, you know. Doom, uh, the Doomslayer got back from wherever he was sent. He uh, got hold of the Fortress of Doom, and he's come back to Earth now.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, Because yeah, I having Hayden there to explain what had been happening for more of the game, I think would have helped a lot of the structural issues with what the fuck is happening. Because um, I mean, you get a little bit of that from Vega, but not much. Um, no. I mean
0: the not one tinge of,
1: of world building I do like is they talk about the the UAC and like the betrayal and them them teaming up with hell and they discuss mm-hmm. it like it's a corporate merger
3: yeah yeah really. yeah yeah I'm not saying yeah I agree it's not like devoid of anything good Um, it just is like a it's they they took they made a choice
1: it's weak in spots in a lot of spots <laughs>
3: Yeah, because then after that you'd still have to write the rest of the game good, even if you set the thing up well. But um, and I and I don't have completely negative feelings about the beginning of that game. It was very what the fucky. There was things I did not like, but I you know those first couple levels of Doom Eternal, other than the story shit which pissed me the fuck off, I I wasn't completely disgusted with it yet. I think um, it's a
1: bad intro. I really do think it's a bad <laughs> intro.
0: It's not it's, good. It's, yeah, it's
3: objectively not good. Um. If I I
0: I was someone who cared about the the story, I would not have cared.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, It's the easiest to digest at the beginning. Yeah. Much less overwhelming, yeah. That's
0: true. That's true. That is a good point. To Josh's point. Yeah. Like the first level. The the story is strongest at the beginning because it's not convoluted at that point.
2: I think the combat is the best at that point as well. Like, it's not a good intro, but like, it's the best part of the game.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't
1: quite feel that way.
0: Yeah, I don't either. But I, I don't even see how. Yeah, I don't. I guess I, I don't know. I don't see. I, I don't see that. I
3: don't know. I didn't. I didn't despise yeah. it at that point, so I probably agree with Josh. That's fair. That's fair. I think yeah. Rich well, and if I If you walk
1: m- away liking it less and less, then the beginning's always going to be
3: yeah. the stronger yes. part. I don't. I yeah, don't even know right. if I
2: agree with myself because, like, the combat doesn't work at <laughs> the beginning, but it also doesn't work at the end. Like, there's a there's like. it's probably a little bit after the beginning that it's actually the best like as they there's probably like a sweet spot in there of like 10 minutes where the game approaches being good
3: um josh you had a hot take you just got to ride it out too much nuance
0: <laughs> he just he replaced it with something more egregious and damning
3: uh-huh. But. <laughs> what, so what, what was the part of the game that you and Rich love the most that you guys are the most excited about? Was it the sword? Because the sword part was pretty cool. Well, guys, the sword's the, cool, but... <laughs> <laughs> are we going to get into more of the story? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're good. You're Let him good.
1: continue. Let him yeah. continue. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. We'll eventually we,
1: we hit just by will, accident.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Does the story, story. have an order? You should... I'm sorry. You want to just call out. it here? <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. Thanks for... No. Uh, the Doom Slayer teleports to an abandoned city... And kills the first hell priest. He looks for the other two, but they are whisked away by Khan Maker. Unlike previous entries where you were fighting hell and humans that had betrayed mankind, in Doom Eternal the player is fighting against three mysterious priests and their overlord. Did you enjoy having to fight a force unified by a demonic supervisor, or or? And excuse me. And I want to address the question. From a narrative standpoint, was it more compelling to not just be fighting a human or demons, but some other supernatural entity? Morgan, I'm going to throw it to you first because I felt like you got to talk the least on that last question.
3: I I found none of the story compelling at all. I I the environments for a while were the compelling thing for me, and I'm not trying to shit on your question. I think it's fair. I know no what we're no no doing no no, no you're not shitting on it. I, don't, don't worry. You're n- not sh- none of that. Yeah, none of that stuff was compelling to me really at all it was really the 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 gameplay at first and the environments were really the only thing that was compelling me once i realized that the direction they were going with the story and and just like all the third person camera views and nonsense i was like okay i'm i'm this is not going to be for me but maybe there'll be enough other things to pull me through that's fair that's fair Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i can i can see that being the case yeah it's it's a drastic departure from 2016 in terms of the narrative up to that point, so I get that. Josh, do you feel similarly to Morgan? I would imagine so. Um,
2: I feel like the maker was actually one of the stronger bits of the game, as far as actually being a recognizable face and name with you know, not completely unintelligible motivations behind everything um so much so that like i i really wish she was the last boss um i think that would have been better than the
1: con of sin
2: yeah then kind of having the big bad that she was trying to summon be the last boss like i feel like they could have done that in like a set piece or something leading up to actually fighting the con maker as the last boss. I think that would have been I, just I a slightly better order. F-
1: I also think the fight with the con maker is a more interesting fight.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Cause the last boss himself doesn't do anything interesting. It's mostly just a swarm of ads. Like it's, the, all the other enemies from the game show up and you fight basically every enemy in the game at some point during that last fight and so you're not remembering the boss you're remembering all the other enemies from the game um yeah i really liked the con maker fight and i i think just from a story reason before that i was more invested in in that fight to begin yeah. with i th- i think i think they did a fairly good job with that part i was that was
0: yeah, I, I will I will give them that. I, I enjoy I a I, bit. I think I would agree. I, I won't go too much into it because I want to get Rich's opinion. Uh yeah, I think that was one of the more compelling parts of it because it a lot of these a lot of the previous Doom games and Doom twenty sixteen was like, Okay, fighting demons, fighting demons, someone's doing something bad, fighting demons. But this one, granted, I think at parts it fell flat, and I think at parts it succeeded uh specifically with con maker uh they tried to infuse a little bit more, they tried to give some more backstory about why why are the fuck are these demons here why are why are they const- why is Doomslayer constantly fighting fighting demons, and they try to involve a a deeper story and I think conmaker was interesting enough, and as we'll get into it a little bit later the lead up to her made it feel like she, she was the final enemy. Even if there's mention of something else, it felt like that, that was the logical conclusion of that game
2: Uh
0: or that, that story. But rich, what about you? What do you think? Do you think that Uh, this was interesting from a narrative standpoint?
1: uh, I think I lean closer to you and Josh on that for sure. Even if like, like Josh was trying to say earlier, I mean, everything with the con maker is pretty coherent as it's explained to you. I think it works for the most part as giving you a bigger, uh, a big bad to frame everything around. And also it provides like the sort of anchored through line of like, okay, why are we doing this? Uh, And I'm curious to learn more about these characters and what their, their role in everything is their difference between the demons, the humans, the sentinels that come into play later. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think it's all it's pretty effective in that regard.
3: Okay, that's fair. I I don't mean I don't want to sound like a dick, and I'm I'm being very sincere when I ask you guys this: What was the Con Maker fight? I don't even remember it. That that's was how, that that's was a little it the stuck part out. part where me.
0: she's like shooting at you, and you're in this like arena, in cyber in, heaven, in, and yeah, yeah, in cyber heaven, pretty yeah, much. Where she and flies then you also have around the, you the whole time. Yep, uh-huh. that as well, and you're you're popping off the maker oh they? is they that before angels? you start
3: swimming is that before you start swimming in the game like in, yes. when you jump in the uh, water for the,
0: the first time it's the end of that level there's... yeah uh, they're swimming I... in that level
2: is there swimming in that level yeah yes there is I was trying to remember yeah. when the swimming started one swim of the only cyber, games I've ever
3: seen that introduced a swimming mechanic with one hour left to play um, yeah I honestly I, phew, I don't even remember that oh Weird. did anyone okay. else
1: break the swimming while they were playing it I don't know if I brought this up to you guys um, I swam out of the water, and the Doom Slayer did not stop yeah. swimming. Yeah, and I had to happen in. a couple
2: <laughs> times where That's I had amazing. to try to find my my way back into some water so I could get it unstuck. But yeah, that happened several times. That's the water amazing. was buggy. why didn't
0: you guys take videos of that?
2: I I completely I forgot at the time. I'd have to check. Maybe I did. I don't. I don't recall. I don't think I did. Let me. Okay. Let me see. Well, let me see if checking... I
0: recorded any of that. Okay. While you're checking, we're going to move on with the story. I think that's good there. The Doom Slayer extracts a Celestial locator. Did I say that right? Celestial? Celestial? Yep. Celestial.
3: Celestial. Which one is it?
1: I would say Celestial. I feel like it's a pronunciation thing. It's the same
3: thing. I would say Celestial, but obviously I don't know how to talk. This
2: one's the same thing. It's just a matter of how hard you stress it. It really doesn't matter.
3: Okay, we'll just go Celestial. The Doom Slayer
0: extracts a Celestial locator from the Sentinel world of Exultia and uses it to return to Hell to acquire a power source from the Betrayer, a fallen Sentinel. The Sentinel tells the Slayer that humanity's time is coming to a conclusion and then gives him the power source and a special dagger. Vega discovers that a second Hell Priest is hiding in the Arctic. The Doomslayer goes and defeats a Doomslayer guardian before executing the priest. Conmaker Maker moves the final priest and hastens for conquering of Earth. To combat the efforts, the Slayer attacks a massive gore nest in Europe, where the invasion originated. His efforts are in vain, as he can't find the final priest. Vega suggests that they locate Dr. Hayden. The Slayer goes to the Ark compound and retrieves Hayden's robot body and the demonic crucible. Crucible. <laughs> but it is ambushed by or he is ambushed by the marauder, a demon sent to eliminate the doomslayer and one hell of a stupid enemy. One aspect I do enjoy about Eternal Story is that a result of more story means more locations that are involved. Both from an aesthetic and a plot standpoint, I think it made the ridiculous story more interesting and was a breath of fresh air in the franchise. How did you guys feel about this change, Josh? How did you feel about going to all these different locations, these differently designed levels, which was... I wanted to throw it to you first because I know that was a big complaint of yours on Doom 2016. How did you feel about that change in this game?
2: Um. I liked it. I liked I liked having like just, it was way more fun to look at, just to start with, having all these different locations. Um it, it, the the thing I was not as big of a fan of is that when you were in each of these look these locations, you kept getting like lore drops, like, hey, read about where the hell you are right now. Um and yeah, it felt like just getting a ton of information about something completely irrelevant to what you're actually doing. Or maybe it is, and it's hard to tell. Like, you didn't know how much you needed any of that context. Um, and so I, like, I was reading everything at first. Um, because I was in all these new places. I'm like, maybe I need to know all this stuff to be able to understand the story. And it turns out, not
0: so much um no, nah, not really, but no, yeah, a lot like of it was... feels front loaded too by what, like you're saying when you mm-hmm. first step on the planet and it's just fucking word vomit of information about where you're at and it Welcome I don't, to I don't Cyber think it's, heaven mm-hmm. I don't think it was trickled out well enough consistently at not, least
2: yeah, I don't know, I think it was, but by the end, you realized you didn't have to read any of it is
1: and you so, stopped caring, yeah,
2: um, that too. Yeah, because like I I read everything at the beginning. I'm like, I probably need to know this. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Nope.
0: mm -hmm.
1: Eventually, I was like, Well, shit, we should probably wrap this up.
0: Yep, that's fair. Rich, what about you, buddy? How did you feel about the level changes and whatnot?
1: Uh, definitely a welcome change here. Uh, like we we talked about earlier with uh the last episode, um, Doom 2016's uh like least exciting thing was after a while and thankfully that game doesn't really overstay its welcome i don't think uh the environment gets a little dreary it's a little samey it's inside this darkened facility it's outside on the mars landscape it's hell it's like those three things cycling um this has a lot more variance to it from like the crumbling city streets and office buildings to facilities on mars to hell hell like hellified earth um, definitely a, a cyber heaven as we discussed. Um, there's a lot more going on there,
0: and it's neat. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I would agree with you. It's it was a breath of fresh air that the series needed, and yeah. I think that it's it's kind of. Um, I'll, I'll use this as a lead into you, Morgan. I think it's kind of like a necessary evil of the plot. Like they increased how much plot and story was in the game, whether or not it worked it led to the interesting levels that we got. Um, I don't know if you felt the same way, Morgan, because obviously you came from Doom 2016, which is a much tighter package, but how did you feel about the
3: the different levels and the level design and whatnot? I mean, the design itself was hit and miss because you'd get in some frut- frustrating scenarios. I never thought I'd found myself in, like, for, for whatever reason, even though Dune 2016 is more enclosed, I found myself getting more, like, pinched and killed in weird ways in, in these environments and falling off in strange ways. Just odd things. But in general, the artistry of these environments, if I were to ever go back and play this game, like, to just fill stuff out because I did spend $60 on it, it would be because... The environments are so incredible. Like they, everyone who worked on the environments in this game deserves a raise. And I say this facetiously, but everyone else should be fired. Um, <laughs> the, the environmental, the environmental artists are are incredible. Like you're cr- jumping across giant swords, and the background work, the skyboxes. Like it's frustrating because they gave me everything I dreamed of with Doom 2016, and. Everything else was just a mess, so yeah i I was blown away by by everything, yeah, yeah,
0: and I you know, reflecting on it now, not being in the thick of it, I think that I'm higher on it than you are, but I also can empathize with your points, and I agree with them to an extent. There were times where um I'm forgetting pinkies uh pinkies will often, and granted they're once you get the strategy down, they're pretty easy, but those. If you pair those with a bunch of other enemies shooting at you, it's really easy to get trapped in certain environments. And yeah, um, there are just like certain enemy types that I feel like they didn't play test out well enough, or they yeah, did, yeah. and they just kind of ignored that because some of some of those areas are very, very corridory, especially, and we talked about this, we've talked about it like five times now, the first time, one of the first times you fight one of those arachnid demons, and you're down in the subway, and you literally have no margin of error, you have nowhere to move, so you have to you know, hit the top of him perfectly, and then just drill away as quick as you can. Man, like, some of those areas, they just did not think about well enough yeah. and i think that should have been part of the level design but i also think that i was a little bit more forgiving of those things because of how beautiful the game is in certain areas like the flashback you go into um to learn about the origin of the doomslayer that that whole level was absolutely gorgeous and i was, it looked like it was something lifted out of halo 3 almost at at the beginning and i was i was surprised which enough. which level was that uh what's the name of that let me look really co- i'm spacing N'Bobble. the i'm spacing the name off the top of my head it's a two word name i'm gonna stall i'm gonna stall because i'm gonna find it don't worry guys take your
3: time take your time take your time was it the heaven-like place no
0: mm-hmm. no no that's erdak that's the cyber heaven that uh rich has been referencing um, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out later, but. Cause
3: I thought the heavenly like place reminded me of the, uh, end of Diablo three, where it's, you go up and uh, it's like actual heaven. Yeah. Like the architecture and everything reminded me a lot of that, but
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. I, 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 I would gladly take the trade off of the frustrating things for how gorgeous it was, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like it's very small to me in comparison to how fun that game is to look at. That's fair. And the place is called Argent Denure. And that's that's
0: right. when he goes back, like that's when he has that big flashback, and you learn the origins of Doom Slayer. It's uh, shortly after the uh, the Gladiator fight,
3: which oh, we're, we're gotcha. about to come up on, where the Doomslayer talked for the first time. Yes,
1: rip and tear. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, you're muted, didn't hear buddy. That in my... <laughs> uh... Oh, don't I feel foolish? Uh, <laughs> you're okay. I don't know why you had such a problem with the talking Morgan.
3: it's it's a- it's to me it's not the actual goofiness of what he's doing it's a it's a philosophical thing <laughs> doom you, guy would you have love never love
1: using that fucking word
3: <laughs> doom guy would have no i mean talking me from a game philosophy perspective the doom guy would have never talked in doom twenty sixteen I'm being very sincere it's just it just re- it represents a lot of my frustration i well, mean doom, doom slayer
1: Slayer would have never talked that was yes, the doom yes. guy
3: oh god give me a. this is
1: long before he became the doom slayer morgan but
3: (sighs) yeah before we jump any farther let's our yeah let's get back into the story before he became a mute and he
0: lost his tongue yes right all right so guys please do me a favor and buckle up because here comes a wave of information (laughs) and i apologize for the amount of talking i'm about to do in advance because i'm about to do a lot
1: all right i'm gonna go throw a load
0: of laundry in i'm gonna grab a snack (laughs) Morgan's gonna put a condom on because that sounds less excruciating than uh, listening to the story. I
3: don't need a condom anymore,
0: Boogey. Yeah. That's he right. I don't any. That's right. The Doomslayer loads Doctor Hayden's mind into the fortress, and he reveals that the final priest is on Sentinel Prime. The only known portal to Sentinel Prime is located in the ancient city of Hibeth, located at Mars Core, but there is no mm. access. The Doomslayer travels to Phobos, a natural satellite on Mars, and fires a BFG-10,000 at Mars, blasting a hole into the planet to reach Hebeth. He uses the portal to go to Sentinel Prime, where he experiences flashbacks and is revealed to be the Doom Guy. In the flashback, he is found badly wounded by sentinels and is brought before the still-living hell-priest who forces the slayer to fight in a gladiatorial arena the slayer impresses the priest and is inducted into the sentinels Con Maker asks the slayer about his knowledge of the demons of hell the doomslayer returns to the present and sees the final priest in the gladiator arena he is attacked by a demon called the gladiator. Sentinel law prohibits the doomslayer to execute the priest in the arena, as it's considered sacred ground, but disregards the law and rips and tears. So, I remember when we discussed Doom Eternal a bit ago on the Chomcast that Morgan found this part, specifically the BFG <laughs> 10,000 and the talking, a bit ridiculous. Admittedly, I don't remember much of this as I wasn't heavily focused on the narrative. But reading about it now, it actually sounds a lot more intriguing. This is part is the best part of the game. Yeah. Was getting the origin story of the Doom Slayer Doom guy a pleasant
3: surprise, Morgan? No, I mean it's again, the whole magic of the Doom Slayer was kind of that silly mystery of it being, you know, a throwback to old video game characters but also like Keeping that sort of enigma. And yes, the, the part where he talked, I don't know. I don't know what you were smoking, Rich, but I found it very uh, just disturbing. I mean, there's a
1: reason why the. <laughs> I just kind of is... didn't care at all and was confused why you had thoughts about it.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, it's the one time that he talks ever in two games. And I wasn't sure, like, did they want me to laugh? Like, is it, is it supposed to be funny, like a different kind of humor? I mean, just, the whole no, thing was. No, I don't think so. They want you to weep, Morgan. So he finally rips and tear. I was supposed to be like, oh, like what was I supposed? I I just, I already explained this. I'm not going to regurgitate it.
1: There's, there's no sense in like. I know you, you just didn't like it, and that's fine. But to me, it was basically like if someone broke down a really intricate scene to me, and you were just upset because a flower in the scene was blue. I was like, well, who gives a shit?
3: Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, for me, it was like the cherry on top of my frustration the whole time with the story. Just being like, this is not something that would have ever happened with the other narrative mindset, I feel. I feel that in my heart. The Doom Slayer in Doom 2016 would have never talked, uh, flashback or not. (sighs) Just now in Doom Eternal. Yes, they've decided that he was going to talk, and it was important that he said rip and tear. So, I don't know. I just, yes... To me it was like I don't know it was almost like I got like gears of war grossness from it it was just ugh, I mean, to gears be, war, I didn't
0: To be fair it it was the first time and as far as I know I don't think he talked in Doom 3 or 64 but I, I don't could think be wrong so either, no. This was the first time he talked I mean it's it is a big deal for people who have been fans of this series for so long and I mean, it didn't particularly bother me one way or the other. I thought it was silly. I chuckled when it happened, and I was like, okay, that was a thing, and then I moved on. But I could, I could understand where it would kind of take people out of the experience as well, because yeah, they built this yes. character to be this stoic character for 30-plus years, or not 30-plus years, about 30 years, and then suddenly he has a voice now. Yeah, I could see where people would be, you know, bothered by that. That'd be the same as if, um, or sorry.
3: Yeah. That'd be the same as if a master chief took off his helmet.
0: So fun surprise
3: to, to me, uh, (laughs) yeah, rich, I would put it this way and I've only been a doom fan for all of five minutes. So Mm -hmm. I can't pretend to be one of those people. If the rest of the game was amazing, I don't know how I would have perceived that, but you know, when you're having a terrible day and everything's going wrong and you get home and you go to make your dinner and you drop it on the floor, like that might not be a big deal on a normal day, but when everything else is cascading out of control, it feels like the the straw that broke the camel's back. And for me, the Doom Slayer talking broke my camel's back. All right. Maybe that if in a vacuum, it's not like I'm going to throw a fucking hissy fit because he talked. If, good thing. I, I that, guess it's
1: just it felt good like thing the camel has hump, moment. Though. I think it's just that he gave broken. up
3: way
2: later than everyone else at realizing that there was. Just nothing I, going on with the story.
3: No, you're probably right, Josh. I was probably still clinging to some sort of weird hope that I was going to start liking well, it at some see, point. Yeah. It's funny you I'd say that. I'd given up
2: because hours ago. So when I got to it, that point, it, it didn't really matter whether he talked or not. Um.
1: See, it's funny you say that, Josh, because, like, right for me, the high point of the story comes before that, which is when, as uh, Shay had just covered... They go well. We need to get to the center of Mars, and there's no way we're going to be able to do that that fast. And Doom Guy Alex to just blow a fucking hole in a planet like that's the yes. high point of the storytelling. To it me, absolutely because is because it's it's purely amazing.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's closer to Doom 2016 for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think like it's right on the nose area. with
0: that.
1: Yeah,
3: I like that. whole I do area feel like... because
0: it feels very. It feels very similar to 2016 in how fast the story is moving along. They're not adding all this extra fluff that basically, all right, I got to do this thing. So I got to go blow up this planet. Okay, I'm going to go to this area. I'm getting warped in. Okay, I got to fight this guy. And I mean, it was very streamlined at that particular point. And I think that was the part of the game where uh, there are a lot more beautiful environments. And I think. That with the weapon loadout and everything, they weren't introducing anything drastically new at that point. It just, I think that was probably a, yeah, the strongest part in the game for me as well.
1: If you guys I, remember, I, that's the bit yeah. they showed uh, at like the first demo and all that. Like the first trailer was that sequence of him walking to the out. station yeah. and like mm-hmm. pulling that guy like, the, with the lanyard around his neck. He just drags him in the chair to the door to open Wait, it. Wait,
3: was that? I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't. That was some of when the I first saw those... footage we saw. Terribly rendered human faces. I, I. Mm. How did you guys feel about the BFG ten thousand? How did you guys feel about the giant? I thought BFG that was 10, awesome and oh, I thought it was amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that sequence, dude. That's to great. be honest with you, yeah i I thought I thought it'd be even better if, like, he took the BFG ten thousand after he fired it. He tried to wield it and carry it with him. Like that would have been
3: that would have been even better. Just <laughs> something even more over the top. <laughs> there Primal are some things I know that are not bad, but, like, for me, they were difficult to get used to, like, seeing all the human characters, like, and then he, like, takes that gun from that guard, and the guard's like, whoa, it's Doom Guy!" Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know, it's just, like, like Rich and me have discussed before, I feel like, if you look, if I can try and provide some sort of insight for people, um, and again, I'm not there in the room creating this game, I want to make that very clear, I just noticed from, they had a lot of people on the writing staff. Um, they had a lot of people on the writing staff this time compared to the last one there was and I just wonder if maybe there was a lot of people trying to get their ideas in or what I'm because you know it's tough when there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen so I don't know I'm just speculating here it's just interesting no, um, no it's fair I think I think that's an I think that's an essential analysis to be honest with you is how many people
0: were writing because it does at times feel like the narrative really is all over the fucking place and we're going to actually get into that here in in a few seconds when we jump back in but um, I wanted to make sure I get, gave it to Josh to see if he wanted to add anything to that. I think we nailed it down pretty pretty well, but just in case, um, did you think the origin story was a pleasant surprise, Josh, or were you just? Eh? Um,
2: it was all right. I I liked I liked I liked it in theory, but it was like. What's the part where they end up giving the sword, right? Or is that... It's right after that. Um, oh, the, his own fuck. crucible? I, crucible? I, don't, I don't even fucking remember. The story is such hot garbage. I don't even okay, fucking remember. So,
0: so they're, the demonic right. crucible, he's already gotten at yeah. this point. But his own crucible, he still hasn't gotten that yet. Okay, that's
3: what he was going... I, Fuck, man. <sighs> It was cool to chop people in half for a little while. I'll give them that. <laughs> I didn't enjoy really chopping people in half.
2: I, uh, I it was not implemented well. They they should have just anyway. Nothing was implemented well as far as the combat as this as this game goes. But that was better than the BFG. I think as far as like a oh crap things have gotten bad. I like the idea of having to go in a melee range to like just destroy something. Yeah. Fuck, man. I, uh, the game's a fucking train wreck. Um, and I'm my brain is revolting against the idea of talking about such a terrible game for this long. I'm just I'm, it's
0: okay. Okay. it's, well, it's, let's it's move becoming a then. big
2: much. I, I don't, I'm, right. I'm sorry. I'm like I know it's.
0: No, you're good, man. That's good. That's that's what we're <laughs> supposed to be doing. But it's all good. It's all good. Talk as little or as fair, much as Josh, you want. Josh.
3: It's it's also very late. It's it's yeah. perfectly fine.
0: All right, well, let's get to the next part. We are about
3: a third of the way done with this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, there's
3: not a whole lot left. No. Upon props it, to Shay for turning this into a two-hour podcast.
0: Well, well, I mean, there are two there are two games, that's why. Upon his return to the fortress, he discovers that Con Maker has remotely shut it down. She reveals that her plan is to revive the Icon of Sin, a super demon that devours planets. She unleashes demons onto the fortress, but they are quickly dispatched. The Slayer brings the fortress back online with the Demonic Crucible's Argent energy. He uses the remaining energy to travel to Argent Denur to retrieve his former sentinel crucible. So one aspect of the story that I feel is poorly represented um, is the antagonists in this game. The hell priests are okay. Um, I liked Con Maker, but I also hated how just constantly interacting with the con with a hologram until the end of the game, and it's a li- and. Uh, The icon of sin is alluded to But I just felt like as if the writers Kept turning up the dial as if to be like But wait there's an even bigger enemy But wait there's an even bigger Enemy but wait And I just felt like that they just kept Cranking that dial Rinse and repeat On top of that all these enemies are shrouded In mystery like the hell priests Have no idea who the fuck these guys are The Oh you don't you can look all that up I I could tell you right now who they are well, I mean, in the game. In the game, I'm saying. Oh. Like, that That information should be... Uh, it's, it's buried. It's buried. Yeah, it's completely buried. Yes. The con maker, you don't know much information about her. The icon of Sin, you don't know much information about him. I mean, that's stuff you have to go seek out. Um, Which, I like, I know I was saying I didn't care much about the story, but I felt like just this would have been one of those times to actually infuse some story in there but as a player i couldn't grasp the scope of the evil i was about to go against because of that exact reason like enemy after enemy like oh this bigger enemy you know this bigger enemy no this bigger bigger enemy and we don't know anything about any of them so i don't know did you guys feel similarly or am i just talking out of my ass here no
1: I- it's more like even less of like the upstaging it constantly. And it's like so many of the enemies just feel inconsequential and it's like, I don't know who we're going after. I know we need to kill the con maker, but then possibly there's this arcana sin thing, uh, but I'm killing the priest to get to the con maker.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it just. Yeah, I I think you and Rich have a lot more to add in these sort of scenarios because, like, you could tell me and Josh had kind of checked out. Like, I'm I'm just going to be honest with you. Like during those last levels, I was just kind of like just trying to be done with it. Um, <laughs> That's fair. And and then I and then I end up YouTubing the the last boss just because I wanted to see what there was like a cool cliffhanger or something to kind of push me forward. But oh, you didn't even um, finish the game. I I'm on the last boss. Oh, yeah, okay. I haven't finished okay. it yet. Yeah. Only you and um, I have that
1: actually finished it. Yeah,
3: I'm like yeah. also I, on the I last boss, because
2: it, uh, yeah. it crashed while I was on the last boss, and I just said, fuck it.
0: Yeah, um, I, remember, I remember you mentioning that. You're like, oh, I got to the last boss. Mm-hmm. Should I even finish it at this point?
2: Yeah, there, and I, I just I have not turned was... it back on since it crashed. I'm like, nope, I think that was a sign. We're just... <laughs>
3: It was very surreal to me playing like the swimming stuff like kind of swimming after everything I felt with that game kind of swimming around there was doing like these weird like jumping kind of shooting puzzles where you had to like jump midair and shoot these tiny little things these little like green spots. Um, and the game is kind of like, you know, sometimes you switch it. They're, they're really about sh- big about shooting green spots in this game, which is another interesting departure. Because you never, like, shoot anything in Doom 2016 to, like, open a door or anything. It's 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 a fascinating, not only a bad thing, it's well, just Well, there's
1: weird. a lot more puzzle platforming stuff, and I think that falls into yes. line with that
3: exactly and like it was just weird like i'm swimming around in this game and like at the toward the very end and i'm just like this is it was just strange i'm like man i didn't even hate it i was just like the the swimming itself i'm referring to it was just like this is just such a strange thing that they ended up with um i wonder how they feel about it. i wonder how the developers feel about this game looking back on it it's the the reviews were much higher than i expected like um rich has a really good review obviously for people that are hearing this they probably already read it and but uh yeah the reviews for this game were higher than i expected them to be so maybe i just i'm curious about what direction they take going forward you know into the next one like will they look at the reviews and say people want more of this or will they kind of uh listen to some of the criticism and maybe scale back a little bit so i'm curious yeah, yeah we'll see we'll see okay
0: well let's rush to the end here this is the last little bit of story we're almost done Ooh. the doomslayer has another flashback on argent Denur. And remembers that Seraph, a Renegade Maker, imbued Doomguy with superhuman enhancements, which transformed him into the Doom Slayer. The Slayer retrieves the hilt of his Crucible before learning that Conmaker has forged an alliance with Hell to produce Argent Energy. We've heard this before, which is created by sacrificing human souls. The arrangement is simple. Conmaker provides Hell with planets to invade, and Khan receives Argent energy to keep the lights on in her own dimension, Erdak. Dr. Hayden directs the Doomslayer towards Necroval, a gigantic citadel in Hell which acts as a gateway to Erdak. The Slayer finds Khan Maker in Erdak and halts the Awakening Ceremony. He stabs the Icon's heart with the special dagger. The result is the freeing of the Icon of Sin from the Maker's control. It teleports to Earth. The dimensional barrier is broken and the demons, breaking their pact, began to invade Erdak. My brain is already fried. Conmaker and the Doomslayer battle both with their planet on the line. The Slayer kills her and quickly teleports back to Earth to face off against the Icon of Sin. Vega slays... Excuse me, sorry. Vega stays on Erdak, to, and slays, to make sure <laughs> Vega slays. He
3: slays. Slay to make sh-
0: Those AI pussy you know. AI slaying. To stay back, to make sure that the portal stays open long enough for the slayer to make it back safely. The slayer fights the icon of sin, stabs it in the head with his crucible, and puts an end to the invasion of hell on earth. Boom! <laughs> And with that, we finish the story of Doom Eternal. So let's start over again. No, I'm just kidding. So let's start with the increased <laughs> well, focus. No, it's hell. It's hell. Uh, it really is hell on earth. You died, so, let's Morgan. Tar-
1: this is your circle of hell. That's
0: We do this podcast. Jesus Christ. With the increased wanna. focus of story in this game. Out of all the games in the franchise, this game has the most story. Was that an intelligent direction for the creators to go, Josh? No. <laughs> can you can keep your an- answer as succinct as possible. no, I'm no, okay with I, I, I think
2: not this story <sighs> yeah. yeah, no, I just it felt like I had no clear idea of what I was doing until halfway through the game. As far as like what what was even Happening. the big bad, I'm like okay, I uh, I guess I'm trying to stop hell from invading Earth, but there's like another faction here. No one knows what. Some I'm stopping you also them. Need to kill but God. Yeah, it's yeah it kind. Of, it took so long to have any understanding of what I was even doing that. Yeah, more was not the solution. It was just just let. I knew what I was doing all the way through the last game. Like, yeah, there wasn't a lot to it, but I knew what I was doing. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So, so no,
1: hell portal bad. Mm. -hmm.
0: So short, short answer. No, long answer. No. Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: (laughs) Okay. Morgan. Similar. Knowing what I, how I feel about doom 2016 and then seeing everything they were showing with this game. I thought it was going to be one of my favorite games ever made. I genuinely believe that in my heart. And the story was one of the biggest reasons why it was not. So, it ended up <laughs> being not just not one of my favorite games ever, but um again, I I will say this and then I'll I'll shut it up. I think Rich and me have talked a lot about this. I don't I understand completely where Rich is coming from because he's told me that like he was able to just switch his brain over and go, "Okay, this is a different kind of doom I'm just gonna like it for what it is and have a good time and I get that I'm just like holding this um i maybe I just like doom 2016 more than i I thought I did or more than I should but um it it became a kind of a, just a really just a really disappointing I guess um but you know it's not the end of the world it was just a video game so but i the whole thing was just kind of a big especially playing it in the quarantine. I was really hoping to lay into it for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I think Rich and
0: I are going to be pretty similarly here. I'll let him speak for himself. Um, yeah, I, like Josh said, I didn't know what was going on until about halfway through the game story wise. And coincidentally, that's when the story got interesting and good for me. Um, but I, I don't know. Like there, Reading back and see, this was the, this was the, when the light bulb went on for me, playing uh-huh. through it was not that interesting story-wise, narratively reading about it as I was writing this podcast was, was more, more interesting, interesting than playing through mm-hmm. it, yeah.
3: weirdly enough. And mm-hmm. that's the storytelling that's mostly at fault there on yeah, top of Yeah. It. Cause it's right.
2: like, yeah, you don't know who any of the people you're interacting with are at the beginning well, I mean, like, even if they explain who they are with, like, you know, a big lord dump or whatever, like, here's here's a, you know, who this person is in relationship to the rest of the games, you don't know who they are in relationship to this game yet. Like, like okay, but why are they here? Um, And you don't really, yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those things where you kind of need to have seen the, it feels like they wrote the story backwards. It, like, it feels like if you don't know what's going on, nothing at the beginning makes any sense. Um, yeah. And then once you kind of know that, like, I feel like if you go back through it, you'll kind of, well, okay, all right, I see what's going on here, but they didn't tell you any of that at the time. Um, Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I think this game really opened up my eyes. Rich, I'm going to get to you. I apologize. Yeah, take your time. That, There are games and stories in general that can be they can be really good stories. They can be interesting stories. They can be good, amazing, whatever. But if they're not told in the right way. They're going to fall flat no matter what, no matter how amazing and interesting the content is. If you don't tell it the right way, it's going to it's just not going to work. And that that to me that was one of the biggest takeaways from this game. I don't know how it took me thirty years to realize this, but um, writing this podcast really opened that, or this episode for the podcast really opened my eyes to that.
3: If you go back, Shay, and you play Doom twenty sixteen at some point, it's like thirty percent interesting premise, seventy percent good storytelling. That's literally what it is. I I do
0: want to go back and I did want to go back and play it before I played Doom Eternal. I just didn't have time. But I, that is something I genuinely do want to go back and play yeah,
3: again. I get I, it. I yeah, I'm just saying, one day if you do, I think you might find it interesting. Now, okay, okay. Rich, I I apologize. You've been
0: patiently waiting. Go for it, buddy.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think I have anything incredibly nuanced to add to the discussion. It's about as simple as. Um, and it's funny you guys mentioned like not knowing what was going on till like halfway through. Uh, I think I'm in a similar boat and I ended up like reading a few articles kind of pulling together how it connects everything to really paint a more coherent picture. And like you said, that speaks to poor storytelling. Um, And as Morgan was saying, like my my takeaway on it was like I enjoyed the combat enough to just kind of glance over the stuff that didn't work and be like, this is fine. I'm going to keep breaking demon necks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's where I was at at the end of the day. I was like, ah, oh, you know, they have some interesting narrative ideas here, some interesting story beats, but that's not what's keeping me going. There's here. the bones
1: and, of a decent story in there.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Mm. Um, two more questions. Once <laughs> uh, I prom, I promise these ones are going to go much quicker. Would you like to see this level of increased focus on narrative to continue in future entries? And I'm going to add the caveat here. Um. A good one. Exactly. Thank you. And Rich, I'm going to throw it right back to you because you didn't get to talk much on the last question.
1: Sure. Uh, I have no objection to them trying to tackle uh, more story going forward. I have no problem with that at all. I think they have some good ideas assuming they can take uh like this is a learning experience and see okay let's look at this objectively what worked about the first game that didn't work in the second game and kind of find a nice middle ground where they can tell a bigger story um but just tell it better
2: yeah
3: that's fair morgan how do you feel buddy I'm always going to be I'm look, I'm stuck with this this Doom thing for I I love one game. So I don't know if you guys have a franchise like that where you love one game so much that you feel like you're going to be dragged through that franchise for life. And I feel like that's Q-Bert. me now. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like like I'm fascinated by playing the older Dooms and I, I love Doom 2016 so much that I'll probably even play Eternal again one day if I'm really bored. I don't know. Maybe not. Um... So yeah, I'm stuck for life. I'm all, so the answer to your question Shay, I'm open to I'm always open-minded if if they can pull it off in a way that you know. I, I would like to see them take the environments and the more am, the ambition of this game but fuse it more with the restraint and the uh
0: streamlined nature of yeah, of the original game. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. That's
0: fair. Josh, how do you feel? I
2: I did like more like the stakes of the story and everything that they eventually got around to. But again, the storytelling is just not
1: good. Um, it's hot ass. Yeah. Like it,
3: which normally I'm into. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, hot ass. You said, well, I just perked up. Yeah. But Mm. uh, I'm awake again.
2: (laughs) I would love to see them just take another pass at telling this story even, but like, I, I'm not strictly against them trying to do something like this again, but if they can't, you know, give you some reason to, to be pulled through there, like there, there's just, it takes you so long to realize what the through line even
0: is. Um, Yeah. It just wasn't compelling enough to want to try and fill in the missing blanks. Like yeah. there are certain stories. Like we talked about, um, we did the Chompcast earlier today and we talked about in the original Final Fantasy 7 where some pieces were missing in that original game. But for us, we are able to kind of fill in the blanks for ourselves until this remaster has come out. And I think that when a story is good enough and when it's told the way it needs to be told in general, some, some misses in the stories will be filled by our creative minds. That sometimes happens if the storytelling is good enough if the story is good enough you i can feel just like look in those this game, over yeah mm-hmm. in this game it's just not strong enough to do that and um it there's no reason why anybody should like there's there's nothing there that's compelling enough
3: to make anyone do that in my opinion
1: wish a motherfucker would
3: <laughs> yeah. i think though i think if the, if they take some of the good criticism to heart, we might get that fill in game in between this, that eight months or so. Maybe, I mean, maybe the, and that's probably useless at this point, actually, because we've seen how that all transpires. So who cares? Could the yeah. game so, yeah, be called
1: eight months of Slayer? <laughs> uh,
0: uh, imagine uh, if it was actually just Dr. Hayden's DLC. story and it was just him running from the Doom Slayer.
1: I, just like there's, it's almost like he has his own Kato
0: hmm uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I think he's just oh like, all right. all right, Slayer. Don't attack me tonight. Had a really <laughs> long day. I'm trying to get some sleep.
3: I, they they kind of went, put all their eggs in this basket, and it was kind of a weird clusterfuck that we talked about. So I think they're in a weird place going forward. Like, they called this Doom Eternal. They went balls to the wall. I don't even really know what you do now. Maybe I'd rather them just go remake Quake with the, uh, the style of Doom 2016. I think I'd be more interested in that. I... I d- I you know you have a good you bring up a good point though why eternal why
0: is it that title
3: like, you not like thinking Quake about Champions? the story now it's the doom game the end all doom games I think that's what they went for you know I mean it does they're like tie they're the rest of making the series together
2: but uh, it's true
3: so now it's done and I don't know a lot about Quake but like it looks like it has a kind of a cool medieval sort of look to it and I've heard good well, things about it and they I made think a that new
1: Quake very recently
3: they did. Like like a narrative quake like a front, no like, like a,
1: quake was always about the multiplayer.
3: Oh no no I was quake the oh, quake, was it?
1: quake champions it was a hero shooter that came out about two years ago.
3: No I want the quake narrative stuff. I want no one song. else does. <laughs> well I'm sure people probably said that about Doom before Doom 2016 so I mean things can be
1: done. Um, Doom people kind of held the the actual like single player to a higher standard than they did with Quake.
3: Really yeah huh. that's true. Well, like when I saw those the second level in Doom Eternal, and it was kind of like castle-y and stuff, I was thinking they were getting some of that. Um, it had kind of a Quakey vibe to me, but I don't know a lot about Quake. Don't hold against me. That's okay. That's fair.
0: All right, last question, and then you guys can all go to bed
3: because I know you guys are exhausted. I have to work in is... two hours.
0: <laughs> this no, is no, my They're... wife's
3: gonna yell at me for two hours, and then I get to go to bed. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Enjoy. This
0: it. one is super simple and easy. <laughs> Keep it as succinct as possible. Would you recommend either of these games, Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal, or both, for people to play? Rich,
1: I'd recommend 2016 to almost anybody that likes a good um, first-person, uh, you know, shooter uh, narrative. Um, and then I would add, like, as a sort of, and also on that, if you walk away from that and you're like, man, I want some more of that shoot, and it's really fun. You could play Doom Eternal, but it's not quite as good.
0: Okay, that's fair. I think, Rich, you said it best earlier when you and I were talking about it. Doom 2016 was material that could be nominated for Game of the Year, and you could see it being on lists of top five games of the year, whereas Doom Eternal is a great game, but it's not up there at that level.
3: We... We didn't talk about this at all, and it's a crime, and this is not your fault, Shay. It's just that it happens. I've done it, too. The soundtracks, however they play into this, are... Um, this one, I associate it more with a game I didn't like, which is a little unfair, but both soundtracks are, including the, the original Doom, are just some of the best video game soundtracks that you can find.
0: Oh, for so, sure. Um,
3: for sure. We talked
0: about it on the Cast, and I wanted to avoid... Yeah any crossover there but yeah you're absolutely right go ahead you, go ahead
3: can, take it can away i ask work. you guys this question do you feel mm. like you think of this soundtrack with less positivity because of the game that it surrounds do you feel like you kind of have that negative connotation or am i alone no in that? not really i thought 2016 Maybe. was stronger because it had more bangers on it
0: yeah i <laughs> don't remember only, a single song
2: from this one like i remember it being basically the same style but i don't remember
1: yeah any
2: of the songs um,
1: I, I just don't think it's as strong, but I don't think like I'm ever thinking in the back of my head like it's not memorable because the rest of the game isn't memorable.
3: I I guess it's like a mood thing. It's not like oh this you know I'm just I don't want that to suffer. I just feel like I have this sort of
2: yeah. You no, know, it's hard to you know pull the two of them apart. They but, meld
3: together in a yeah. weird way, but yeah, no, it's excellent. I would still tell anyone that the soundtrack is. Ex- I would get it on vinyl if I was wealthy, like. Rich. I,
1: I'm not wealthy, um, and I own the (laughs) original Doom soundtrack on vinyl. Like, Doom 2016, not original, original
3: Doom. You should play that to the rats killing themselves in the streets. They're not killing
1: themselves, they're killing each other. This isn't seppuku, sorry,
3: you're right. I guess when I meant themselves, I meant their kind, but you're right. That's racist. (laughs) That's right. All right, Morgan. Would you recommend either of these games or both of these games? Yeah, Doom 2016. Doom 2016 is one of my favorite games ever. You should find it. You should play it at all costs. Um, I would say if you're interested in Doom Eternal, just wait till it's like under 20 bucks. So like next Easy. week. <laughs> that kind of happened to Doom 2016
1: as well, though.
3: It did. It went on sale pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, it was on yeah. a sale
1: like five days after it came out. Well, to be fair, it's a game that I think launched in November yeah. of that year, and that is no, what it, happens it to games in, that launch... launched.
3: in we played it in November. It Actually, launched in May, but I think it, it was because yeah, yeah. That's that's when I was listening to the bomb. I was listening to the bomb. No, cast when, of when it, you the other say day. that,
1: that's definitely true. But um,
3: huh, um, weird.
2: yeah, because it,
0: it launched I think that, like there was right a lot between
2: of, Uncharted, Uncharted and what, it was something else. It was right in between the
3: two of them, and that we ended up missing it. No Man's Sky was July. I, I don't know. Yeah, i you been right. It, but, but, but yeah, it was, it was like, May 13th of 2016 is when my, that game was dropped. My larger point was just that, like that. I, there's people like me who are really skeptical because I'd never been into Doom before, and it took me a while to come around. And it's unfortunate. Um, I still think that game did very well, but I know it was a slow burn. You know. Yeah. 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 Fair enough.
2: Josh, I'd recommend 2016. Um, I, I'm. I think, harsher than the other... I, I don't even think this is... Eternal is not a good game. Um, it's bloated. The combat does not work. It's it's trying to do just way too many things. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. I'd recommend 2016, okay. though. I think it's still worth going back to play that one.
3: Okay. Just avoid the multiplayer at all costs. Speaking of which, the multiplayer was a big thing they were working on on Doom Eternal, and we don't have to go into it because the show's over. But did anybody in like 10 seconds or less play the multiplayer in Doom Eternal? No, nope, Nope. (laughs) no, none of us did. No, it looked more
2: promising, but after playing the actual combat in the game itself, yeah, I was kind
1: of done. Yeah,
3: sad how that works, isn't it? I wonder how they feel about that.
0: Um, probably shitty,
3: probably. To really
0: really quickly i would definitely recommend doom 2016 it's an absolutely fun game um it was a good revitalizing to the franchise doom eternal i would definitely still recommend i definitely think that there are some issues with the combat but in a lot of ways i loved the combat in this game a ton i love how fast you move um in the game specifically I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I really enjoyed the platforming elements in Doom Eternal as well. The story doesn't quite jive with me. Um, 2016, it didn't either as much, but I still think there's fun to be had in Doom Eternal. The uh, the platforming specifically was probably the highest point for me. Uh, combat, when it worked, was second. But Yeah, I would recommend both the games. Uh, I would agree, though. I think that I would wait... Until the game has dropped a little bit in price. But, yeah. Anyways, um, that's going to be about it, guys. Wow. Is there anything else you want to
3: say before yes. we wrap up the show? One. Congratulations, guys. We talked for two hours about the story in Doom. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't this know this is your it. wet dream, Morgan. <laughs> I only uh, have so one tired. aneurysm. Uh, it's very late. I feel delusional. I literally feel like I'm on the precipice of death, but we did it. We yeah, okay. It. yeah. I didn't think the podcast was going to
0: be this long, I apologize, guys, but all right, well, that's going to wrap it up. Thank my three fellow co-hosts, Mr. Joshua Fowfow. we had Mr. Richard Meester, and we had Morgan Barnburner here, and uh, I was your host, Shaw mm-hmm. Laypound. And we will be back for the next episode of Chomping After Dark. Viva La France! <laughs> you know,
3: what is hard to be?